This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm with Jay Boogie in the flesh. Oh, he's not in the flesh, actually. This is a Skype call. We're not used to these. So we have Jay Boogie here. And uh, I guess we have today, uh, we, we appreciate him taking the time out. You guys know him from Black Sports Online. It's Robert Latal. We appreciate you. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me on. I've watched a few of the shows, you know, a little research on you guys. I, I see you guys doing big things. You know, out there. That, mean, that means a lot, man. We we love all the attention we could get, um, and especially from somebody like you, who you know I've I've looked up to for a few years now. It's it's funny, and why I say that is because what you have with Black Sports Online uh, is really interesting. You you know you don't have just sports, you don't have just pop culture. You throw everything in there, and it's really an all day thing. Like I see you on Twitter throwing out articles and and getting this news and content out. Um, and at the mass you do it with the stories you, you get and the depths you go, it's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. So, uh, it's definitely something to cool to be, be able to, you know, have this, this shared space with you and kind of pick your brain on that. And then also, if you, you don't mind, we touch upon some sports, you know, the NFL playoffs are coming up now. So this is an exciting time of year. Um, we're trying to make it as much as exciting as possible with the yeah, coronavirus, yeah, yeah. right? Um, New Year's is next uh, is tomorrow. I was going to say next week. Oh, it's yeah. tomorrow. So happy New Year. We'll say that now before I forget. <laughs> um, I hope you and your family, you know, enjoy that. And uh, this is your first one with a newborn. You got a, you got a little girl. God bless you. With yeah. That's good for you. Yeah. She got born on an interesting year. She have a good story. Right, right. <laughs> you, you, told me you, were, you told me you were golfing today. How'd that go? Oh no! I, I had to go out and do some some certain uh, some errands, you know, some things and stuff. It's just it's nice outside, you know. We're in Cal. Remember I told you we're yeah. in California, yeah, out in L.A. Oh. So, so it's it's January, January, December thirtieth. It's about you know, sixty degrees outside. That's sunny, beautiful. So. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he hit me with that, Justin. He was like, "Oh, I'm in I'm in L.A." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, excuse me." <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> now we, we got we got Florida some not too bad, right? We got yeah. some nice weather over here. It's actually been pretty cool out and breezy, so that's all right. But let's get into you, man. I'm I'm interested to know about this Black Sports Online. Like, um, you know, I know that. One of the reasons you started it was because, you know, it was important for you to give others a platform to be able to uh, share, you know, the content they can bring to the table. And you wanted uh, people like yourself to to be able to have a place for expression, I guess, for lack of better words. But why was it so important for you to build something that would help some other people, you know, get their voice out? Well, it's basically because no one really helped me, um, you know, and that it was it's that kind of situation where. It's something that I always wanted to be in media, uh, some form of media. This is right. going, you know, kind of a while back. Uh, but when I got out of college, you know, the opportunities that were available, especially to, you know, minorities, uh, they were very tough uh, to come by. You know, there wasn't a lot of mentors. There wasn't a lot of, you know, people that would help you. There was no social media like it is right. now. <laughs> I think when I was starting to we may have had MySpace. I think we had MySpace. <laughs> You know, back then, uh, Black Planet uh, wow. was kind of like the the, the social media. But it, you know, there was no smartphones. I had a uh, man. I had I you know I had the flip phone, and you know when the, I had, I'm back when the text message <laughs> first hit. If you sent the text message, and you know you couldn't. There was no you know take the camera, take the video. There was none of that. So you didn't have you know the internet was still kind of in its infancy. Right. Uh, you know. Still on dial up, you know, things like, you know, high speed internet was like you, you had to be rich, you know, to get that. You know, if you had DSL, you know, you were rich, you know, back then. Uh, so, you know, you were kind of limited in what you could, you know, do. Right. Uh, and, and in regards to media, especially with, uh, you know, minorities. So, you know, as someone that had, when I was a teenager and when I was in college, had, you know, kind of picked up on some nuances of the internet. I uh, had did uh, study some web design 
uh, work. There's some kind of, you know, some some real subtle HTML. Right, right. You have to, <laughs> Basic. I, you have to deal with that. <laughs> so, you know, I right. think you have an app for everything now. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you want, yeah. like, there's an app for it. You don't have to build anything because, you know, if you want to, you know, an app for it. And if you don't know how to do something, there's a YouTube video that shows yeah. you how to do it, right? Yep. Well, back in, in my day, <laughs> you know, you had to, <laughs> like, you had to get a book. Like when you used to get a, when you used to get like, uh, like say uh, Microsoft or whatever Windows or whatever. They used to have an actual physical thick book, so you knew how to use Word and Excel and wow. stuff like that. So um, you know, I kind of took that and I was like, you know, something in this space, being the online space at the time, mm-hmm. uh, very limited uh, with independent sports uh, media at that time. And I said, well, you know, while I'm trying to find a quote unquote real job, mm-hmm. you know, let me do something. And so, you know, I built the site out just to give myself a place where I could speak freely without, you know, you know, because back then, if you were black and, you know, you worked for your local TV station, your local newspaper, you know, you you were limited in how you could say things. Right. And and you had it was very by the book, very you know AP style mm-hmm. and everything like that. And that really wasn't my personality. Mm-hmm. So I built this out so basically I could just talk the way you know I wanted to talk without a lot of oversight. Right. Um, and then as it you know things changed with technology and things changed in the industry, as it got bigger, uh, kind of you know organically got bigger. You know, the, my first thing that I thought was was man, maybe I can you know help people learn from my mistakes and and bring them on you know they don't have to have a four-year degree they don't got to be in student loan debt and everything i can get them in here and you know help move them on to their own journalistic careers amen well that's that's outstanding work you've done obviously we see where where it's come you know black sports online one of the biggest mainstream media outlets and you're well recognized you know across the across the sports media and even in the pop culture um what what are you into more do you do you like the sports world more do you like the interesting pop culture stories more well i'm a, i'm at, at hardcore at my core i'm a sports guy okay. you know okay. uh the other stuff that you see that's that's the business side i right. guess that's the best way of putting it like so one of the reasons why, unlike a lot of websites, I, you know, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. I would go out and actually do coverage of actual sports, you know, like on site. Right, right. Because I never wanted to lose that aspect of why I got in the business in the first place, which was to cover sports, was to break down sports, which was to talk about uh, sports. Now, just the way, like, once again, society and the industry change, mm-hmm. you know, the thing, you know, you know, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era, right? <laughs> well, if you want to know what Michael Jordan was doing off the field, you know, you had to get newspaper. You know, you guys seen those before? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you may have to get a newspaper and it may be two, three days old that you, hey, Michael Jordan was in, 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 in Atlantic City. You know, you may find out on Wednesday and it happened on Saturday, <laughs> you know. It wasn't like now like, where you know, somebody took a video and bam, it's up. I so, missed out. <laughs> yeah, so so that that part of the medium changed. Right. And I had been someone, you know, that is from the culture. You know, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. You know, Represent. I'm back in the day, you know, I'm a I'm a not you know, in the nineties, I'm in the early two thousands. I'm part of this growth of the internet and the social media and hip hop and right. R&B and, you know, reality TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Flavor of Love. You know, like, <laughs> I love like, New York. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up when all of that stuff was new. Right. Right. And, you know, we, you know, just kind of by accident, you know, when we started off, we were doing editorials, breakdowns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember one time we did a story just kind of on a whim about, um, the best looking athletes, girlfriends or basketball player girlfriends or something. And, you know, at, at that point, our traffic was like super, super low. Like, you know, just our family and friends was reading. We did that. <laughs> blew up. And, you know, we kind of find out there was a delicate balance between kind of giving people what they want. A lot of people say they don't want it, but the numbers don't lie. It, you know, it's just like, why is there 18 Real Housewives, you know, seasons? Why is the Basketball Wives still? Right, it's such a horrible show, right? <laughs> you know, so why, why, you know, are the, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, like, why these? Why do these things exist if there's no, you know, you know people want, want to see? For sure. And, and 
So, you know, sometimes you get a little, you, just like those shows, you know, people say it's terrible TV, it's bad for this, and, but somebody's watching. And so being so just kind of that same rap, it's terrible, it's trash, I'm never going to, but it's very strange because the louder that is, when I hear that the most, that's when the numbers are the highest. Right. And <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when, when it's quiet and, you know, we're just, you know, knocking out maybe some. Going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're just knocking out some regular stuff, real quiet. The numbers are like, you know, they're okay. Yeah. You know, but when, when, when somebody's mad. Yes, sir. It, it's terrible. And yeah. it. Numbers shoot up. Yep. So it's like what people do behind closed doors is different than what maybe they say. Right. On social media. But ideally, in my ideal world, I wouldn't even want to do that because I, I don't care about the Kardashians. Or <laughs> Most know, definitely. I, you know, I care about you know, Ohio State to figure out a way to get past you know Clemson. Hey. Like that, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you went that route. It was going to go there anyways. I know you noticed him with the Tim Tebow jersey on. I'm a Canes fan, so we got our yeah. own troubles. But well, we all have a mutual problem right here because Ohio State, Florida, UM, you know, this is this is like oils that all of us don't want to mix right now. But we're we're doing a good job right now. So um, it's it's good that you say you know the reasons you're doing it for because it's honest. One, I, I appreciate that, and and it's smart. I, I've always wanted to say or or mention you on Twitter. I'm talking about. 2014 2013 i have a mm -hmm. friend i'm gonna shout him out his name is andre and <laughs> ever since like we've been on twitter man we we follow you and we just see your headlines Yo, you got the best headlines like that i just wanted to say that regular i don't want to tell you that professionally and nothing like that this is yo <laughs> man and man you got the best headlines and it's, it's it's made me laugh throughout classes before in high school you know and and, and still on so it's it's awesome uh to see the growth man and and i've seen you at the finals i remember when i was watching the finals and uh you know, I hear it because obviously guys like us are going to stick tuned to the post game, and we want to mm. see what these guys are saying after these games, especially with Warriors, Cavs these few years. They've been kind of dicey and spicy. Mm. Um, so recognizing you over there was a, was a big thing. I'm like, wow, man. Like, I, I remember, you know, not just saying, you know, I see this guy on Twitter, but as a younger guy that's not into knowing who members of media might be or anything like that, it's more of like, you know, I kind of just seen him here, but... My man's at the finals, and, and it's, a, it's a big thing. So I, I commend you for that. Um, and uh, what else I wanted to get into was as far as your Keep That Same Energy podcast, mm -hmm. what, what, what was the inspiration behind the name on the Keep That Same Energy podcast? Well, it, it was a situation where at a certain point, um, I think for a lot of people on social media, right, mm -hmm. is that it gets to a point where – you become the target. <laughs> so you can't really fight back too much mm. because, you know, the, the, to get you into the fight is kind of helping the trolls and, and all of that stuff. And I'm on a lower level of that, you know, I'm not on the, the skip Bayless's and the, and the, and the, and the uh, Steve a. Smith's or the, you know, some of these other guys, but right. you know, I'm, I'm up there, you know, where, you know, I can say some things and it, people can either take it the wrong way, take it the right way, it can start an argument, it can right. go train. Um, so what I needed, though, was I needed something to where a lot of people talk online. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people talk on social media. Like you said, I, I've been to many, many, many events and mm. that energy is totally different um, at the events. <laughs> And actually, to be honest with you, the, the, the other thing is, you know, 99% of the people talking can't get to those events either. Right. So my thing was, you know, how can I, when things are happening within the BSO universe, how can I, you know, talk about them in a way that, you know, I'm not spending hours going back and forth on right. social media. I'm not fighting with anyone. But I can still, you know, for people who care to, to figure out what's going on. How can we keep, you know, that same energy? Because to me, that's a big thing. The big thing is, are you the same person when you're typing that you are when you face to face and, and, and all of that? Yes, sir. You got a lot of Internet, <laughs> internet guys. And, 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 and it's not just with media. It's with, you know, I try to bring stories out about politics and social justice, and, you know, the way media portrays other people. You know, are you treating this story the same way you treat this story or this athlete the same. So it's really all about that. Right. It's all about like, hey, are we being fair? Not just to me, but to the athletes, to the teams, to the entertainers, 
uh, to society, to right. black people, to women, to whatever. You know, and that that's kind of the concept, you know, of it. It's not just like let's talk about sports, let's talk about this. For sure. It's let's let's talk about it in a way that we're not gonna have any pretense and we're gonna, you know, really say, Hey, this is what's happening. Right. Like, this is there's no sugar coating, there's no trying to kiss, you know, booty or anything. Right, like right. That. Just get you through know, it. Here is the raw thing. And if something happens, no matter if it happens to me or it happens, you know, on to somebody else or mm-hmm. something like, you know, just take the Booger McFarlane situation. <laughs> and you know, I, was, like, I was about to mention that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you take a situation like that, you know, I think there's a limit as far as what you could, you know, before you're talking in a vacuum on social media. Yep. You write the story, you can yep. give your point of view, but you can't, it's different than, like you said, you and I talking for 20 minutes over the topic, you know, because maybe it's a little nuanced, you know, thing. So, to me, it was just another way, like along with the live streams mm-hmm. that I'm trying to do a little more often, um, to give people the perspective and you know of of what my mindset is when I'm doing stuff. And I'm not saying that you know you have to agree or disagree, you know, with it, but you're gonna get the real reasoning Most behind definitely. it. And I'm gonna you know hold myself accountable for things that I do because I don't do everything perfect as well. Right, right. That makes sense. Uh, and where where is that podcast? Is it only on the website or is that on all uh, streaming no, no, platforms? You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's Everywhere. on the website, obviously up in the. You can find it, but it's on you know iTunes. It's on Spotify. Awesome. It's on a megaphone. If you just you know type in a Google whatever you get your podcast that yep. it's gonna pop up. Yes, sir. Or that keep that same energy with Robert Latell. Yeah. So yeah, you guys go check that out. Um, I got a couple more for you, then we'll get into some sports. I wanted to know what was the best moment you've had covering sports in your whole career. Like, could have been early, could have been one of the most recent. What was the best thing that kind of happened to you during this whole uh, timeline? Well, I, you know, I think the first event is always kind of close to your heart. The first right. event that I got credentials for was uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Ricky Hatton. Wow. 2009. Oh, wow. uh, oh, Betty Pacquiao almost killed him uh, <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> you know, to me, that's a that's a big thing because what a lot of people don't know is that I had had the website for four years mm-hmm. up to that point. Um, you know, so to to build it up to where you know anybody would say, "Hey, you're you're you know good enough to 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 credential you." That's me. Right. I mean, you're credential. Right. That's media. Um, and then, you know, the other things that I think are just little milestone things, you know, like the Super Bowl yeah. or the NBA finals or the NCAA finals, right. each one of these little things, like you're taking another step, yeah. you know, but the thing that is most important to me is that when I look back on it is how many people, if they didn't come across me, would not be where they're at in their media world right now. You know, it's kind of that thing, you know, you, you, you help yourself, but you want to help other people. Exactly. And even if you only help one, that's more than you know, yeah. any, than, than, than none. Right. You know. And that's one so, of the biggest it, things I take. Yeah, no. and it, it's it's a thing that is not a a numbers thing. It's like even today, you know, we just like even right now, like we got a guy, uh, you know, that was kind of had a, a down twenty twenty. You know, had some issues, had some you know depression, mm. had some some just some stuff that just wasn't going his way. Uh, he stepped away from from writing and stuff like that. Uh, you know, not a big deal or anything. Like, hey, you know, get yourself you right, know, together right. and everything. He comes back, um, asks to come back, he comes back. You know, now we got him. You know, he's covering the Indiana Pacers as a full-time, you know, beat reporter. Wow. And there's only so many of these you know, right. reporters. Positions. And, you know, a certain thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, you should be proud of yourself. Sure. I mean, you're in there. You're, you know, the LeBron comes to town. You get you the, the opposing people. You can you you're in yeah. that Zoom. You on the Zoom call exactly. In that arena exactly. And I like if you do well in your local market, who knows? You know you may end up in a job with a team or a TV station or something. And just to just to turn somebody's a rough year around into something like that, that's awesome. Something that we still keep, continue to try to do awesome. as much as possible. That's awesome. That's good to hear, man. It's it's about amazing. people like you and and people that want to be progressive, you know, toward the community because. Obviously, you know, you can do this yourself and you can have it. But when your mm-hmm. time comes, obviously not in that aspect, but me, you know, just do you want to do what you want to do in life or maybe you find something else. You you know, there's always still that BSO outlet that you've left and a legacy that, you know, it, it built on stronger. Mm-hmm. So I, I see the vision, man. And, and I really reckon with that. So uh, my last question for you, <laughs> Rob, this one's going to be a funnier one. <laughs> I heard you mm-hmm. wanted to be a rapper, but you realize it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. 
When well, was it that you really... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, cut me off. So, he's like, so, no, nah, I was nice. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't that, you know, that it was like, oh, I, I was a rapper. I was a rapper. Like, it, like it was it was happening. I mean, we're talking about demos and, okay, con, you know, uh, performances. And, okay, and, and okay. So there was dedication. Opened up one time for Wu-Tang, me and my little crew, and traveling in the back, in the, in the hoopty. Selling out the trunk. Okay. At the club. I mean, we that. I mean. So let me the, rephrase this. Like, yeah. I'll go back and rephrase. <laughs> this. So, upon having a young, successful rap career, well, I want to know about successful. But <laughs> hey, I, hey, but, open up for Wu Tang. That's all you had to say. Right. <laughs> uh, when was it that you realized, you know, like this isn't going to be the reality for me? Maybe I, I want to do something else. Sports is maybe a deeper passion that I have. Like, when was that? Well, it's, it's twofold. First off. Uh, the sports part was always a part of something that I wanted to do. Right. So it wasn't like it was a pivot. Right. Like I went to college for it. I graduated from college for it. I, since I was like, you know, before anything about, I mean, when I was, I'm talking about six, seven years yeah. old, I'm watching sports center and say, Hey, I want to be Stuart Scott. I want to be Dan Patrick. I want to be Keith Overman. Sure. So that was there first. Like, so as a foundation, I think what happened was, and I'll be honest with you, this is exactly, this is exactly what happened. This is a true story too. <laughs> I was working at the mall, right? Uh, you know, you know, yeah. Everybody works at the mall. Everybody so. works at it. <laughs> yeah. So I was at the mall at uh, I think it, it. It. I don't even know if they have the store. It's called Dillard's, but it's like a Dillard's. Macy's. Yeah, for sure. It's got for Macy's sure. and Nordstrom's. We're not that yeah, young. So okay. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who goes to the mall? I guess. Uh, but I was working at Dillard's, and I was probably twenty. Four. I was a little out of college. I uh, wasn't really doing much except you know, so maybe 24, 25. And I remember that the, I used to, at my break, I used to go to the little, the, cat, the little food court. And there was a guy that was doing the, you know, the janitor, mm. right? He was about, out of 40, right? <laughs> and I remember I used to talk to him, used to talk to him, used to talk to him. And then one day I was talking to him he's, on a weekend. He said, hey, hey, you want to, you know, come by? I'm going to be rapping. <laughs> And I was like, rapping? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like how long you been rapping for? And he's like, man, I've been rapping since 1980-something. It was so, you know, it was a long time. This guy was like 40. Like, and he was a janitor. He used to talk about coming to this little, little hole-in-the-wall club and stuff. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, it hasn't really happened yet. I, I got I to gotta do something else. Right. You know, so I, I think I did my last rap song probably maybe 25, 26. And then I'm like, you know. You know, it, you know, everybody can't be Jay Z and hit twenty five, whatever. Hey. Like back, back. See, I think these days this is different. Mm -hmm. These days, you know, with the YouTube and the and the, and the streaming and all of that stuff, you could be a thirty year old rapper if you hit a, a hot song yep. on YouTube yep. and get two million views. All of a sudden, yeah. you're on the radar. Yep. Back then. If you notice, all the rappers were young. Yeah. Like, you had to get discovered like Nas. Like, yeah. 16, 17, 18. In the basement. You had to be in, you had to be in like, and that's the other thing. I was in St. Louis, Missouri. Back then, it was like New York, L.A. Yep. You know, New York, California. Atlanta, it's, maybe. You know, yeah. you know, Nelly comes into the picture a little later. Yeah. But it's not like a pleasure yeah. have come from St. Louis since then. You know what I mean? Right. So, it was a different time where if you didn't make it at a certain time, you didn't get discovered at a certain time. You know, you just the old guy in the mall yep. sweeping up, and still rap. <laughs> Don't be that old guy in the mall, guys. <laughs> if, it, if it's not working, nah, man. But uh, that, that's that's it's interesting that you say you know around those times because, man, like that's that's Wu Tang. Like this is when they come to town. You're saying Wu Tang comes to town, and and you guys got to rock the crowd out before they come out. Yeah. So so when I was like I said, I, I started young. Yeah. So that that wasn't the problem. Like I started in high school, probably at 15, 14, 15. And I had we had a little rap crew and everything. And when I went to, we had a manager and all of this yeah. stuff. Uh, um, and when I went to Ohio State, it was interesting because there was no Ohio, no Ohio rappers. So I came in and it was a bunch of guys from New <laughs> York who who went to school at Ohio State that was rappers. And I was like from the Midwest, and I so I was popular. You know, with that back then, and and a lot of times, I don't know if they still do this. I couldn't tell you, but when the the groups, the big groups, would come to the college towns, mm -hmm. uh, they would have the local rappers 
kind of be the the people that okay. because they didn't have to pay us. Right, much. right, right. <laughs> just getting them on. So, <laughs> yeah, so Wu Tang, there was a little uh, concert hall on campus, like a little a little bit off campus, and Wu Tang came and they would come like once a year as part of their little tour or yes, whatever. Sir. Um, and this is like 96, 97. The mystery. And so, yeah, they were like, Oof. you know, Kutane's coming. The promoter was like, we need some local rappers. Gosh. I had just did a little, like, demo mixtape, whatever. It was literally, they were mixed. They were mixtapes back then, like physical <laughs> you know, tapes and, and CDs. So I had, I had a, a little song uh, that was actually hot, a little song hot that was called Ichiro. Oh, yeah, I was hitting that whole. Like, what you was? Oh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say what you was hitting like each year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it too much now, but you know, the, the, it, the, the, the you know the the, the chorus was catchy. It was catchy. Um, <laughs> That's catchy it, right yeah, there. Like, oh, okay, I hear it. I hear it. I, yeah, I'm jamming it. So, so, so um, you got to so, find that tape for me, Rob. So, you know, I was known a little bit on campus, and they were like, "Hey, you want to, you know." Uh, being part of the opening, you know, do that. That's so dope. I did my little two songs hey. before they came on and everything. That's so I, that, that's my, you know, I like Al Bundy has his, you know, four touchdown story <laughs> in it. That's that's my, you know, little rap story. That's your little story. <laughs> hey, that's a cool little story, man. No, <laughs> but uh, it's some stories in the in the real sports world, which is you know where all of our passion kind of starts. Um, and it's interesting. The basketball season just started. It's not too much going on. You know, there's a lot of drama off court. There's probably more drama off court with this NBA season than there has been on court. We've seen a lot of blowouts. Uh, and it's probably due to the fact that, you know, we're coming back so early, shortened season. You got New York whooping Milwaukee the way they did. And then Milwaukee puts up 29 three-pointers on, on the Miami Heat. It's just some funky basketball right now, and I'm not too into it. I can't say that I'm out of it. I know that we take basketball for granted. I at least I do, but um, I think that the fun in games right now is 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 in the football and this NFL playoff push and week 17. We got a lot of implications. Um, I'm a Colts fan, so unfortunately, hmm. we 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 we, we shit the bed. My wife's a, a diehard Titans fan, so Ooh. we got that odds. <laughs> Well, <laughs> hopefully they're the matchup because that's the one that favors us. <laughs> so, oh, but, no, but, no, but um, you know, we, we shit the bed, I guess, versus Steelers and kind of played ourselves out of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the teams in the, in the league right now, like the Browns did it to themselves against the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets did it to themselves in regards to getting the number one pick. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be me and your wife's problem with Trevor Lawrence. I'm not <laughs> right. happy with that. Um, all in all, what do you see in this football season um, going into the playoffs that stands out to you the most? Like, what team do you see is is the team to beat uh, going into the Super Bowl? Well, I think this year more than a lot of years, I think it's it's really wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if that's a kind of a, a concept like you said of the pandemic and hasn't been fans and everything, but all. Of, uh, pretty much every team beyond the, the you know, the NFC East, uh, I would say if they got hot, <laughs> could beat the, you know, the, the other team. Like, if, even if you've watched the Chiefs, you know, who I think people would consider the consensus right. uh, favorite, that would look great, uh, you know, the last, you know, couple of weeks, you know. Straight and I don't know if that's just a product of, you know, winning so much that they, you know, think they can just turn it on. Right. But, you know, the defense has never really been great. And, you know, I think teams – are getting smarter in how they defend. Like I watched a bit of the Falcons game, mm-hmm. which game you would think that that they would have gotten a hundred points on. And you know the Falcons was playing, you know, safeties twenty, you know, yards deep. You know, basically saying if you're gonna beat us, you're gonna have to take the short routes. You're gonna go ninety yards. Right. You have to do thirty plays. And as someone that that, that grew up on the greatest show on turf, mm-hmm. um, you know. You, you know, that's your best way, you know, because explosive plays is what gets them in. So yes, if you zone it off and put eight back there and then hope that, you know, Mahomes will make a mistake, which is that's a lot of hopefulness, but it's been working. So I really think, you know, the Chiefs, yeah, just for record, but it wouldn't shock me if, they, if, if uh, you know, a Colts, like even if Colts, you know, I don't even know if the Colts got in. But, you know, if, uh, if a Titans Basically. or Ravens or a Steelers, if they got healthy, uh, you know, was to beat them. I mean, in the NFC, you know, who knows? I mean, you got the you got the Saints. You know, you have you have the Packers. Uh, you have Seattle. You know, right. you got 
So I think it's it's and that's I think that's the best type of playoffs. Right. I remember you know growing up, it was always Cowboys 49ers, and then they blow out whoever. Yeah. And I mean, you know we know I mean? that like, the so, Patriots were were you know the team of this generation, if you will, where. I mean, he's a Dolphins fan, but I, I, I'm a Colts fan, so it doesn't make yeah, it better. So. But yeah, the Patriots kind of been that team. <laughs> Patriots no, been the that Patriots team. Patriots are interesting because I say this: I get the Patriots credit because mm. at least when the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, you know it's going to be close because they never blew nobody out in the Super Bowl. Right, right. So, but you do get that. I want some new for sure. Blood. And like, that, I'm an Ohio, yeah. you know, I'm an Ohio State grad, but I'm like, please expand the playoffs because I'm tired. Right. Of seeing Ohio State, well, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. right, right. Ohio State. <laughs> no, you're you're tired of Ohio State having to see Clemson and Alabama. <laughs> Clemson, and then Notre Dame always kind of sneaks in, or maybe then Oklahoma gets in. But they, right. if Notre Dame and Oklahoma get in, they, they always choke. get blown out. Yeah, they choke. Like it, it's like so. Yeah, so I think this is a good. You know, they expanded the playoffs, and I the whatever the matchup is. I I think at first I wasn't a big fan of mm. expanding the playoffs. Uh, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, make make you win three games, right? right. You know, mo- you know, if you gonna win the Super Bowl, go go win the Super exactly. Bowl. So, um, if I had to get, if I had to put money on it, I would go right now based off of kind of what I'm seeing. Mm. I would still lean toward the Chiefs, and but I like the way the Packers are playing right now. You know, they seem like they're hitting on all cylinders. But the Bills. Watch out for the Bills, nah. Dolphin fan. You know, get <laughs> oh, 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 I know. Guys. They got him actually throwing accurate. I don't know how they Serious. did it, but Bills, they did it. Bills fans oh, haven't been this happy. Did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That always helps. Bills fans haven't been this happy since I don't remember. And and the fact that they're going to be able to have you know fans at the games now that's going to uh, be interesting. Yeah. The Bills mafia, you know, they're crazy to catch up, swallowing fools. Um, but uh, with the playoffs, like I was saying, I, I like Green Bay, and I think that right now, like if if things were all said and done right now, I think if Green Bay and Kansas City played. I like Green Bay to win that game. I think they're playing yeah. more complete football, and that's the MVP race we're going to see. Like, we'll see why I believe Aaron Rodgers is the true MVP. And and you just notice when he's dialed in, he has these years, like I think it was 2015 or so, and then back when he won the Super Bowl in 2010. Like, he's just perfect. Everything he does is perfect, and it doesn't matter who you put around him. I saw a tweet the other day that said, it's crazy that the year that the Packers draft – his replacement, he plays his ass or like he just has this crazy year at 37 years old. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who thinks we're going to see him keep getting better? And we can't, we can't keep doubting Aaron Rodgers. So I think that the NFC runs through Green Bay, in my opinion. I don't think that there's a team that uh, can go out and, and truly, truly score with them. We see that Russell Wilson's having a lot of difficulty now that their defense is playing better in Seattle, but their offense is kind of coming apart and I don't think that this is the time of year where you want your offense to come apart especially without a true running back like we know Chris Carson Chris Carson's good but he's dealing with his health issues they lost DJ Dallas to a gruesome injury so they're kind of just doing their thing a little weird right now and then looking toward the AFC um, you know I, I do like Buffalo however my thing with Buffalo is that I can easily see a Tennessee or an Indianapolis facing up with them and beating them. Even uh, a Baltimore. I think a Baltimore would be ready for that matchup. So I like Buffalo, but I don't know that they're built for this. Well, they're clearly not built for this, but <laughs> uh, they're, they're not used to being here. And, and that might play a factor. You know, Josh Allen having those first playoff nerves uh, could be a thing. He's had a great season and he's obviously one of the best Bills quarterbacks in history. I mean, you could you could put that on him, but um, it's going to take a lot more to, you know, be great, great. Uh, so we got we got some interesting things coming up in the playoffs, but I want to talk about the college football playoff. You are an Ohio State fan, you know that uh, Alabama. Yes, you know that Alabama is is clearly you know mm. on paper the best team in the country. Clemson is uh, they've got you know the best player in the country, um, and then there's Notre Dame, like you said, right? They they just found, uh, excuse Jesus the fourth team. Did they give it to Notre Dame? Yeah, okay, I, I was going. To, I was like, yeah, they did. So they squeezed themselves in there. Brian Kelly with a pretty good coaching job this year, but we know that you know they're going to have to go through the best, and and that's going to end up the way it is. Uh, the interesting game, obviously, is going to be the OSU Clemson, um, and this is rematch. This is yeah. this is your chance. I think this is your oh, best chance. Right? You might call it. Yeah, you know it's frustrating because we outplayed them. 
uh, last year. But I, I, I think I think even Clemson people would agree with that. We outplayed them, had a couple of drop passes that could have been a TD, a couple of you know hit a couple of field goals that should have been a TD, a very questionable targeting. Yeah. Uh, call and a very questionable overview, oh, yeah. uh, uh, overturn on a review. Um, and then we let Sunshine just kind of run, you know, wild. <laughs> we still had a chance. Guy, you know, Alave, right. who I like a lot, you know, runs a, the, he thinks he's running out. He throws it in and everything. So I, I don't think it's a question that, you know, Ohio State could play with, with Clemson uh, because they've already shown that. Now, the question is this is interesting because, you know, Ohio State only played six games. You know, Clemson is playing, right. I believe, it's loud. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. You know, the team coming a little bit fresher. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't been through the rigors, haven't really did the whole winter slate right, of games right. and all of that stuff. Everybody's healthy and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's a big game draft-wise for Justin Fields because the BYU quarterback is really moving up the charts. Uh, Justin Fields did not look good in the, uh, the Big Ten championship yeah. game. Obviously, what happened with Haskins, I think, and, you know, even some other Ohio State, State quarterbacks. quarterbacks. <laughs> Every yeah. other Ohio yeah, State so, quarterback. You know, right right now, the Ohio State quarterback lineage is not that great in right. the not-so-recent you know, future or the distant past, I should say. Right. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure, you know, on him to go out there and try to outperform, you know, Trevor Lawrence, at least give people a different yeah. uh, look. So, of course, I'm, that's the one I'm most excited about because, you know, Bama is going to, you know, probably right. hang 50 on Notre Dame. I mean, if, if, <laughs> I mean, I understand the way it works with the picking the four based off the entire season. Yeah, everything. but Clemson puts, you know, 30, 35 on them. You know, it, it may, like, you know are they really, you know? Hey, I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe somebody gets hurt. I, I mean, I. I don't, know. I, I don't know that there's another that, team that can that compete with team. Bama. I don't like that fourth team at the end of the day when it's Bama. I yeah. don't know that you're going to be able to even put anybody that's going to make it a game. Yeah, so it's just yeah, it, the committee this year was kind of you know committee does it, and and I was going to say it as far as like how they looked at you know the Hurricanes when we were winless or excuse me uh, we were undefeated, but. The Hurricanes kind of do, the, do it to themselves as far as why the committee looks at them the way they do every time there's a big game. They don't, they don't uh, execute. But um, as far as the college football playoff, yeah, I think Justin Fields is playing to solidify his number two pick overall. That's the biggest thing that he needs to go into mm-hmm. this looking at. We don't need Trey Sermon running for 300 yards, coach. <laughs> we need a – we need I mean, to, uh, No, y'all do. <laughs> you know, I want Justin Fields to succeed as much as possible. Y'all you know, do, but, but Justin yeah, I mean, Fields – I mean, running for 300 yards against the W, you know, he, he'll be okay late first. Most know? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like maybe he'll go to a better team. You know, like, I'm not going to do that, you know. But whatever it takes to win – Right. Uh, I'm for, but I, you know, I, you know, I wish all the guys from Ohio State were sure. obvious for sure. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be uh, in my Ohio State gear. I got Ohio State gear for the baby. Okay, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. I can't get my wife. She not. She's an Oregon fan, Ooh. so I can't get her. Oh, she's still, she's still salty about tw- 2014. <laughs> that was that was it. Was nice that what was... they did to uh, Florida State, though. I appreciated that. I watched, <laughs> I watched every moment of Jameis slipping and stumbling over there. <laughs> But uh, no, nah, yeah. So that's gonna so, be good coming up. Go ahead, yes. Justin. Since you brought up, you know, Justin Fields, we have seen the the trend of not just black quarterbacks, but I feel like shorter quarterbacks as well translate in the NFL. You did mention Zach Wilson is getting some, uh, you know, momentum going into the draft. I would believe Trevor Lawrence is obviously the number one overall guy. But for a lot of this year, you know, you turn on ESPN or whatever, it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you know, and it was the consensus that Trevor Lawrence would be one and Justin Fields two. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much, but even, you know, considering that he could obviously be a first round pick, whether it be late or the second one, what do you think he has to offer, you know, seeing him as much as you do has to offer for an NFL franchise? Can he translate well to the next level? Well, he, I, I said this several years ago and people thought I was crazy. And they thought it was racial, but it wasn't racial. It was me paying attention to what was going on in high school football and what was going on in college football. What I said was, is that probably by the year 2025, 
the majority of the quarterbacks that you're going to see, the statue quarterbacks, is going to be a thing of the past. The the Matt Ryans, the the Drew Breeses, the, the Tom Brady's. Yeah. And people thought I meant like, oh, so everybody's going to be black and run. I'm like, no. I like if you look at these these white quarterbacks now, they can move. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. know, you know, you look at Justin Herbert and you look at, uh, you know, Daniel Jones when he's not tripping and stuff. These <laughs> these guys, can move, <laughs> you know, and they're big and they're not like, you know, we used to equate like the running quarterback with the, the like you said, the short, right. you know, skinny, you know, the Vic type of, you know, guys. No, these guys, you know, you know, Herbert is six, six, yeah. you know, too. running around and, and sunshine, six, four, six, five. So I think Justin Fields getting to your question fits into the new age of what teams are looking for in a quarterback. Right. Mobile, accurate, can throw the deep ball, uh, you know, a lot of read option, a lot of, you know, a pistol, uh, a guy that can get you 500 to 1,000 yards, you know, rushing. Right. Uh, you know, even, you see, even the guys like Josh Allen that got rocket arms, yep. are, are, it, it makes them difficult to, to defend because – Everything can be bad, and then they can run for 30 yards like it's not nothing. You know, that's what I'm saying. Someone like Aaron Rodgers is, and Steve Young are, like, ahead of their yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. And I don't you think know? that yeah. Justin Fields yeah. makes bad decisions. I think he, he knows how to take care of the ball. And Ohio oh, yeah. State never really had the quarterback to just be a turnover machine, and their scheme always just kind of works so smooth. But mm -hmm. you do notice it with him as being – you know, one on the top tier of Ohio State quarterbacks when you look at, you know, the Terrell Priors and the Troy Smiths and, you know, those guys. So, yeah, so if Justice Fields was around, if the same Justice Fields it was 10 years ago, mm. he may not go to fit the sixth round. For sure. You know For, what sure. I mean? For sure. For sure. Like, like, yeah, yeah. a little of a Jalen Hurts, you know. Right. Like, you know, he has. A little more polished. Of, yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that type of skill, you know, set, maybe a little thicker and everything, right. but that's the difference now. I think. Yeah. I think in, in, in today's NFL, and it's not so much what number you get drafted. It's, it's what team. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, true. It's sometimes you, you, can, you can overcome, like, incompetence. You look at, like, Deshaun Watson. Right, right, right. right. Other times, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, what happened with Patrick Mahomes I mean, yeah, you send me to uh, Andy, Andy Reid, Reed. the enemy, <laughs> you all, these, all these fast guys yeah. running around, and you could take someone that's extremely talented right. and make them a superstar. Right. You could take Josh Allen, who was pretty terrible to start, but you build him up, yep. you take it slow, yep. you let him do what he does best, then you go get him some talent. You get him a Beasley, mm -hmm. you get him a, Josh, a John Brown, yep. you get him a, a Stephon Diggs, and at the same time that he's learning and understanding and, and everything, and then it all comes together. Yeah, that's and he got a good defense. Yeah, that's why I say I talk about Lamar <laughs> Jackson. I said, you guys don't even know yet. You think you've seen, like, it's not there yet. Right. Because he doesn't have – he got the tight end. He got the little, you know, the little skinny guy that runs who, fast. He drops everything. He got running backs. I said, but once he get that T.O., that Larry Fitzgerald, that guy, yes, that you, that Devontae Adams, that guy that you can just depend on, and when it counts, you're gonna be seeing some four thousand, possibly five thousand yard passing season with the running. With the still running for a thousand. So you haven't even seen the the best of him because you know if you're a young quarterback, think about Sam Darnold. I don't know if Sam Darnold can play, I, and I think he can. And I was gonna I, I, mention, I think he can. Play. I was gonna mention Josh Rosen. I don't think Josh, he's that bad, but. But damn, <laughs> like his situation—it's—it's it's all situation. Nah, like he got said. thrown. Up you know, he got—he just got thrown into this and then thrown out of it, thrown into another one. And it really does matter, you know, if the organization that that does pick you is going to take care of you, because that can really make or break you as a quarterback in the NFL. And going back to the fact that they're looking for that type of quarterback, the reason being is because of guys like Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner. You know, these guys are getting to the quarterback in two point nine seconds. Exactly. Quarterback can't be standing there like that. They got to be able to. That's the other. That's the other thing is that the quarterbacks now have to be more mobile because everybody's, everybody's more mobile. mobile. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like back in the day, it's like man, we got Lawrence Taylor, we got Reggie right. White. Right. You know, you had the guys. Right. Now all of those guys are like that, and then you then on top of that, you got the the over the top. You know, yep. guys. and you got bad offensive lines with this a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's yeah. a messy situation. So quarterbacks got a lot. Quarterbacks got a lot to to kind of you know weigh weigh on themselves and 
But it's part of the game, right? We can't put that on anybody. Justin Herbert came in and did a great job with a with a questionable coaching staff and decisions that, you know, you have to wonder are going to be taken into account, and, uh, into account when, you know, coaching decisions come around the offseason. Because, I mean, that's another interesting thing. Like, the Anthony Lynn in Sandy in, in Los Angeles. I, I love him as a coach. I think they play for him. I think they like him. I think that he knows how to, you know, rally a group of guys and get them to play hard and, and good football. But, I mean, from what we've seen and and – play call special teams getting the wrong guys out like little things like that we've seen it too many times and they have what three or four games that they led by 17 at least and they blew it's hard to not put a blame on somebody and it should start at the top so they said they'll keep him till the end of the season and i I respect that i think that's that's the right thing to do it wasn't like they're, they're getting blown out every game but you know, they're going to have to make a change. I won't be mad if they don't fire him because I don't think he deserves to be fired. But then again, I can't be mad if they do because I could see where they're coming from. Where, where's your take on Anthony Lynn? You know, like you said, you're the head coach, you know, the, kind of the buck stops, mm-hmm. you know, with you. I think he's a – he's one of those things where, you know, somebody can be a nice guy, uh, and a good person, yep. probably a good leader. You know, but, you know, sometimes it's, – it's, I know it's, it sounds cold to say, but, you know, I – they rather the asshole that wins than the nice guy that you know loses. Yes, sir. You know, so uh, I would I would hope that he would get one more year uh, fully with with Justin Herbert. Right, right. You know, but the problem is is that at some point they're gonna be going to that stadium with some actual fans. Yeah, and they're gonna need some. You know, it's already they already kind of wishy washy here in California about the Chargers. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. You know, and other coaches are going to be like, we can come in with Justin Herbert. Like, that's a dream right, right. for, you know, a coach. So, like, and, and they have talent. That's the thing. Like you said, they've been up. They've been up on the exactly. Chiefs. They've been up on other teams and stuff. So, mm-hmm. if you're the ownership and, you know, Eric Bieniemy is out there and he's like, you know, Oof. I don't want to go to one of these trash teams. Right. Can I, come, I come out here and I get Justin Herbert and I got – uh, Keenan Allen, and I got the running backs, and I got pretty good defense, yes, and the sir. guy coming, the safety coming back. You know, is it worth you know giving Anthony? Lynn? Do you want to end up in a Jets situation, right? Right, where he really right, should be right. gone, or, or a Jaguar situation where they really should have been gone a year earlier? But it's weird because you know they should have been they should have been gone a year earlier, but they got that extra year, so it makes you want Lynn to get the extra because he's black, right? Because, right, for sure. You know, he, probably don't deserve it you know what i mean for sure and it's but, just but yeah they got it you're like it, it's like it's you know, only fair in a sense change, right. should get it. Yeah. but the scary part when you play with that is that honestly you have to whether you look bad whether it's brutal whether it's anything you have to remember your nfl franchise you know and this thing has to work you have a young guy look justin herbert is your guy we saw that right now we need his guy because with Baker Mayfield and the Hugh Jackson thing and then the Freddie Kitchens thing, now we see with Stefanski coming in, Baker Mayfield can play quarterback. He's not horrible, and we, we give him a lot, and deservedly so. But he can play the quarterback position at a good at a good rate. I think Justin Herbert can be one of the best quarterbacks if he has the best situation. So here's it's, it's time to really think and, and put the balls to the wall, and you got to be honest. What are we going to do for our quarterback? And what is that going to do for our franchise? And that should be your answer, you know, best result from there. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we talked about, I think, an episode or two back about that looking like the best, if it does become vacant, looking like the best spot because it has so many pieces. You have your number one target. You have a cornerstone on defense with Joey Bosa. You have somebody in the back end, Derwin James going back. So you have a lot to yeah. work with. And – I'm with it. I definitely, you know, if Anthony Lynn didn't come back, I'd be like, okay, you know, I understand. Let you know, let see what he can do with another year with Herbert. But right. I think they're more on the. I well, in my opinion, I think they would be more likely to let him go for the fact of we see it a lot now, where the best time to strike with these guys, as far as rookie quarterbacks, is on the rookie deal. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks win Super Bowls off the rookie deals because you can get them for cheaper and you mm-hmm. can put more pieces around them. So the iron. Yeah, so it's kind of strike while the iron's exactly. hot now. So, and like you said, you already see, you know, the talent. It's it's there, and it's and it's kind of almost saying, in a sense, how bad the team is with how much he's outshining 
you know, yeah. their, their, their record, really, you I, know. I think Herbert so, is praying for a running back to get drafted. A good, because I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a yeah. good thing to have a 5'9", 190-pound running back in Austin Eckler trying to be your guy. Like, he should be your guy out in space every time. And if you could get Justin Herbert a quality running back, they have two great receivers. Mike Williams is, mm. is very underrated, in my opinion. He doesn't get talked enough, uh, about enough. But um, – the Chargers are on their way. I think that with a few more uh, a draft, this draft, they should really, really be able to hit. And then, you know, if they can strike maybe something here too in free agency, I think the coaching decision is going to be the biggest one, though. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Justin, you got any final thoughts? It's going to be 2021 soon enough. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, got, yeah. So – Oh, uh, well, actually, since, you know, you being an Ohio State guy, me being a Florida guy, we do have one thing in common, Mr. Urban Meyer. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's been some talk about maybe, just maybe, Urban testing out the NFL waters. What what do you think about that, Urban, trying to come up to the big leagues per se? Uh, you know, I'm not surprised by that because that's what he does, right? That he he – he, take, he, he takes a job, probably wins a championship or two. <laughs> At least he wins. You know, yeah, he wins. <laughs> he just wins a championship or two, says his shoulder hurt or he's tired or his wife said he got to go home. <laughs> then he takes a couple of years off until another big job comes up, takes that job, win a championship. Maybe he gets the team in, you know, on probation or something like that. <laughs> Maybe got a couple of killers or there something. You go. <laughs> Bails out real quick, you know, says, you know, is his chest hurting or something. And everything, and then you know, he, he, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he can't do anything. You're gonna spend time with the family, but right. I see him on TV seventeen times uh, during the week. Uh, and then next thing you know, you know, maybe Justin Herbert becomes available. <laughs> you know, maybe the Chargers right, job, right. or maybe oh wait, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville. I'm already in Florida, uh, so I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, to see that uh, that happen. Mm. That, that's that. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. Hey, Jets. Jets get Justin Fields, and he goes to New York. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah. You see him. See him link back up with uh with the old boy. So, uh man, it's it's, it's going to be a fun year next year. We're going to manifest this. We're going to say that you know, twenty twenty one is just going to bring a lot more peace than twenty twenty did. Uh, it's going to bring a lot of you know success. For, for everybody here, hopefully. And um, we, we don't have time to talk about all that Marvel stuff you got going on. I wouldn't be part of the conversation. <laughs> That's you guys right there next time. But uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we do appreciate you coming on and stopping by, letting us chop game with you, man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. All right. Thank yes, you, guys. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I definitely really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, if you ever need anything, you be sure to reach out and let me know. Most definitely. We appreciate that. I'm going to end with a shout-out. My shout-out for this week is going to go to the shirt. Can you see me? Can I see the shirt real quick? Not today, uh, see, Colonizer. Cool. No, no, no. I'm talking about you, boss, man. Your shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not today, yeah. Colonizer. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So I'm going to end that right there. We appreciate you, man. You take it easy and have a good new year, all right? All right. You too. All right. Good night.